Hello and welcome to the Green Leads Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Rizzo, and today we are talking to an expert in meal prepping. Nicole Osinga is a registered dietitian and a certified diabetes educator with a virtual and in-person nutrition counseling practice located in the greater Toronto area. You can find her on local or national TV and Instagram and TikTok, where she's known as the plant-based meal prep expert, which is why I wanted her on, because she's plant-based and her meal prep looks incredible. She has over 100K Instagram followers, 44,000 followers on TikTok. So welcome, Nicole. Thanks for joining. Uh, thanks so much, Natalie, for having me. Yes, you know, I forgot that you are also plant-based, so it's another connection that we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And I always see your things, and you will post these things on Instagram, like, this has... X amount of protein and you make it look really easy. And I know that, that that's exactly what you're trying to do is teach people like this can be simpler than you think. So that's why I wanted to pick your brain and ask you questions about this stuff. Oh, totally. I know. And I think the world of nutrition is like way too, there's so much noise in the world of nutrition. I'm sure, I know you talk about that a lot on your, your podcast as well and try to interview experts, but it's, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely sort of, you know, um, I think we make it out, you know, more complicated than it has to be, but yeah, simplicity and breaking it down is what I'm all about. Yes. So can you tell me a little bit about just your journey into meal prepping? Like when did you start doing this? Uh, I guess we'll get into kind of how you started and, and like if you started because when you look at Nicole's Instagram, you'll see that she's prepping everything all at once. But I wonder if you started that way. How did you get started in all of the meal prepping? Yeah, it's a good question. I want to say I've been doing this for like between five and 10 years, maybe seven or eight years or so. And I think it just honestly started when I when I developed a crazy schedule, you know, so I um, I actually, I work at a local hospital as well part time. Um, I didn't add that in my bio, but uh, you know, so my typical schedule is sort of like three days a week, I'm at the hospital and then um, uh, two evenings a week, I'm counseling clients. And then I have other stuff in the evening, these other days a week. So anyways, I guess meal prepping started out of necessity to, you know, have these meals that I can bring with me to work. And um, because I'm not always home to kind of make a fresh meal. And to me, it was just easier to sort of um, get it done on the weekend. And then also to I just don't have to worry about it during the week. It's already these healthy meals, nutritious, delicious meals are already made for me. And I can just kind of you know, select which one I feel like that day. Um, and uh, I guess I'm someone also too that like enjoys routine and it, it just helps me stick to a good healthy eating routine. Um, and just because I just don't have time to go home and jack with me evening always. So yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I feel like that's like a dietitian thing. We like routines. We're type A. I, I actually was just talking to my husband about this because I'm talking to another dietitian friend about baby stuff and they sent me a Google doc and I said to him, Dietitians are type A and I love it. <laughs> I know it's definitely like, I honestly, I don't think I've ever met a dietitian who isn't type A to some degree, but uh, anyways, yeah, definitely call me treat. That's very true. <laughs> but it's amazing that you've been doing it for five to 10 years because that's, I would say that that's before it become kind of quote unquote trendy. You know what? Yeah, yeah. And I was, you know, I'll have to look at actually when I started, like when my first Instagram post was, I'll have to definitely kind of scroll back um, a little bit. But uh, yeah, you know, and it's definitely evolved over the years as well. I've like learned tricks to cut corners. And I think, you know, and when I work with my clients as well, like, 
you know, yes, they might sort of look at my Instagram, but I always try to say like, this might not be what I do might not be for everyone. I've also been doing this for a long period of time. So like I have it down to a science, like it takes me no longer than two hours in the kitchen to meal prep, I would say sort of like four days, but, um, it might be super daunting to someone else who's new to it and it might take them six hours and then they'll never want to do it again. So, you know, it's definitely like what I do is not for everyone, but, um, we can kind of take parts of that and kind of make it work for our own schedule type thing. Yeah. So let's break down your science. So where do you start for the week? Do you pick out recipes? Do you come up with your own stuff? Yeah. So, um, so and another tip I normally have too for people is to, you know, divide the task of meal prepping into, um, I guess, three components. So the first component is planning. The next uh, component is grocery shopping. And third component is actually cooking. So I normally start by Thursday nights, my deadline. I have usually three entrees I pick out to make for the next week along with one breakfast. I'm usually okay with like keeping my breakfast similar. It's usually oats or overnight oats of some sort. But uh, yeah, so what I'll do is I'll have that picked up by Thursday and I'll either grocery, um, stop by the grocery store on my way home from work on Friday, or I will do an online order uh, for pickup on Friday, just depending on what my schedule looks like. So at least I have a plan in my head. I have the groceries before the weekend because, you know, I find oftentimes like, you know, and I found this over the years too, that like food runs out by the end of the week and, you know, you're faced, you know, the, you come to the weekend and that might lead to sort of ordering out often if you don't have sort of your fridge stocked and you know a good plan for what to eat so anyways and then I normally kind of meal prep on Sunday and like I said I'll do just like two hours and so I do try to challenge myself in creating you know maybe like one or two new recipes each week but to be honest like because I've been doing this for a number of years now like they're usually some similar kind of variation of each other like I might do a salad um I might do I love sheet pan meals one pan meals throw it all on a baking sheet or in the oven I mean such an easy cleanup, etc. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So, um, I know you asked, do I make it my own? Um, I do a lot of like, you know, I'm always on social media and I take a lot of recipe inspo from others. And I usually have like, I usually kind of put my own spin on it, even if it's like a meat based recipe. Um, I mean, I did fajitas on the weekend, you know, just kind of take that inspo from like a chicken fajita and kind of make it into a tofu fajita, you know? So, um, things like that. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're, vegan would you classify yourself as vegan or vegetarian or you know i say i'm plant-based and um um so i am i would say 95 percent vegan the odd time i'll have some dairy products um but it's interesting how we all kind of classify plant-based you know in sort of different ways but uh yeah so 95 percent vegan a little bit of dairy here and there yeah i always say that plant-based is different for everyone so that's why but that's have you been doing have you been plant-based the whole time you've been meal prepping as well I would say, yes, I have been, I've been now I'm more plant-based than I was before. I would say like, um, when I started meal prepping, I would cook with eggs more. I don't eat eggs now. Um, just really like, honestly, a taste preference thing for me. And I think just like being able to discover all these different, you know, other options, um, didn't feel like I had to really rely on eggs as much. So, um, yeah, always vegetarian, but just kind of more vegetarian now, I guess. And you said, so you spend two hours. So this is crazy to me. So you spend two hours mm -hmm. and then you get four days worth of meals. Do you have any like tips and tricks that you group yeah. ingredients together or something? Yeah. Yeah. So I always say like, you know, like with my three entrees that I pick and I'll just like rotate between them for, you know, like four days or so. Um, 
always like select entrees with different cooking methods, like only have like one, um, you know, recipe, like a salad where, you know, you're basically chopping that requires a lot of like active preparation time, try, you know, try to have like an entree that, you know, is just kind of like hands off, like something that you put in the oven, like a sheet pan meal. So like, um, and then maybe you have something on the stovetop. Like I know it's summer, so you might not be making a soup, but you know, things like that, you know, put something in the instant pot. So like, like as an example, you know, this weekend, so what did I even make this weekend? I know I made a salad. I, oh, I also use a lot of pre-chopped salad kits, pre-chopped veggies. Like, you know, I love to cut corners. I don't always make my own sauces. I buy, you know, a lot of pre-bought sauces, you know? So like, I think sometimes too, in the um, in the health and wellness space, I think the, the message is, you know, make everything from scratch, like store-bought stuff is, you know, no good, it's not healthy, but like that can't be further from the truth. I mean, you know, if it makes it sort of more possible to kind of get a healthier meal on the table, then that's great. Um, so yeah, I'll often make like a pasta. So I love like the chickpea pasta, red lentil pasta. I'll throw some like frozen veggies in there. So, um, and then, like I said, like a sheet pan recipe. So I'll do the sheet pan recipe first, you know, bake it for a half an hour. Or so do the pasta on, on the stove top. And then while that's cooking, I might start chopping my salad. And then honestly, that can be done in, you know, less than two hours, I would even say, and then you mix together some overnight oats and there you go. That's such a good tip. I don't know why I've never thought about that, but to use different cooking methods, because I personally love my air fryer, but it's small and you yes. cannot put a lot of stuff in it. And then I'll be cooking a sweet potato and then I have to take it out and put in broccoli or something because, I mean, I live in an apartment, so my oven heats up my entire apartment, which is why I don't like uh, to use it that often. But that's really smart to use other types of cooking methods at the same time, because then you can have multiple things going at once. Exactly. Actually, you know, it's a good part of the air fryer. I have one, but I don't use it a ton only when I'm like developing recipes for an air fryer, like recipe or whatever. Um, because yeah, like just the, um, the amount I can put in it, it's like good for maybe one or two servings, but I like to make four or five, six servings at one time, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then how do you, um, so walk me through, so you're, you're picking out recipes. How many days do you eat the same thing? Cause I know that's one of the downsides I hear from people that they don't want to meal prep cause they don't want to eat the same food three times a week or X times a week. Gotcha. Exactly. So yeah. So usually I will do sort of like an, another mini meal prep on Thursday evening. Um, you know, so I guess let me just count then. So like I'll rotate the three entrees between, I guess, so one, two, uh, seven meals. Um, so, so I guess it would be like four lunches and three dinners. And I make something different for dinner on Thursday. So, um, yeah, so a bit of repetition there, but also, you know, enough variety. I think because I do change up my recipes each week, um, it, like to, for me, that's enough variety. If I really like something, I don't mind eating it like a day, um, any of the next day or even the day after, but, um, you know, yeah, I'm definitely not into sort of just kind of plain bland food, you know, every single day and just repeating that. I know that's sometimes like sort of what meal prep is portrayed as, um, maybe in more so like the fitness space, boiled chicken, broccoli and rice, you know, every, <laughs> every day, like, no, thank you. Um, you know, I think also too, I have like, um, I call it like my emergency meal stash. I just have sort of like, um, a freezer. Um, I have a big deep freezer of, uh, of meals I've cooked before that, um, are freezable chilies, things like that, you know, some stir fries in there that, you know, I'll pull out if I need to. Um, so there's also that, but I just, again, this works for me. It's not, uh, it's not for everyone, but I don't really get tired of, um, the repetition. I don't feel like it's, 
it's too much. So, well, it's, it's funny because I feel like when I meal prep, I actually make things that I really like. And I feel the same way. Like I'm excited to eat those multiple times when I don't meal prep and I have to look in my fridge at five o'clock and figure out what to make for dinner. I end up throwing together something that I'm like, Oh, I don't even want this. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I know. Yeah. And I think over time you learn the types of meals that you really enjoy and you're not sort of, you know, dreading. And I think we can do little things too. If like someone really craves variety, you know, like, um, I like to talk about like an ingredient meal prep where you can just kind of like, like, let's say a salad, you know, chop up various veggies, you know, have a few different proteins and kind of mix up your salad each day if you want to, but, um, I don't know, but yeah, find quick meals that you like is also a good meal prep tip for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I, do you repeat things that you like uh, on various weeks or do you try to change it up week to week? Yeah. I mean, I try to change it up by like one or two recipes, um, new recipes each week, but then I do definitely like to, um, yeah, repeat things like, again, like the chicken fajitas or, or not tea. Yeah, I don't eat chicken. I don't know why I said that. Um, tofu fajitas are my favorite, um, that I definitely like to repeat because it's just, they're so easy to make. So, um, yeah, I definitely do that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and do you do snacks and things like that as well? You know what? I keep my snacks simple that I don't necessarily need to meal prep them. So like, you know, huge fan of just like an apple and some nuts, you know, I don't have to do any prepping except for throwing it my lunch break, things like that, you know, like, um, I mean, sure. If the person really likes, you know, a lot of variety and kind of more creative snacks, I mean, that's great, but you know, um, I just don't like to kind of waste my time and energy on creating, you know, elaborate snacks. And, you know, sometimes I'll do like a big batch of protein bars. I'll kind of, um, I'll, uh, I'll cut them up and, um, keep some in the freezer again. Um, I can pull it later on. Um, I'll do my kind of prepackaged convenience food sort of snacks as well. Like I'll grab some protein bars from the, um, from the store too. Um, sometimes, you know, protein shake, if I'm in the pin in a pinch, um, you know, so, so yeah, I do do snacks, um, but just kind of, you know, keep it simple for the most part. Yeah, no, I feel the same way as like, you're ready. You're doing this for dinner or lunch because it's not exactly the easiest to find something that you can grab and go that's healthy, but a snack, there's plenty of healthy packaged snacks out there. Oh, there totally is. Yeah, exactly. What about someone who finds this incredibly overwhelming and wants to just start? Do you have tips for someone that could just start from the beginning and maybe not do as much as what you're doing? Totally. Yeah. And I, I mean, I say this all the time with my clients again, like, they, they might have, you know, looked on my, my social media and kind of see what I do. And, you know, I always say, just don't, don't try to do what I do. If you're not an experienced meal preparator, it's going to be overwhelming, but start with the meal that you have the most trouble with. You know, for example, if we find we want to have breakfast and we're always skipping breakfast, let's just start with, you know, praying some breakfast ahead of time, you know, just, you know, pick one or two areas we want to work on. Let's get that down. Let's kind of go to the next habit. Like let's say if they're home for dinner, don't worry about meal prepping dinner. Maybe we just worry about, you know, sort of having, a plan for dinner and it can even be like a loose plan for dinner. Okay. You know, we have some, uh, I keep using the fajita example, but you know, we have some peppers, <laughs> we have some, you know, whatever, um, in the fridge that like, you know, you can throw together easily once you get home. Um, or yeah, or if, if someone finds that they're often buying lunch at work and they don't want to, let's just focus on, you know, prepping that lunch, you know, so start small. Um, and also, yeah, like just, and also find the type of meal prep that works for you. If it's that ingredient meal prep or that buffet meal prep, start with that, start with that salad bar or whatever, just chopping things up, take no more than an hour on the weekend. Um, and that's, that's another thing too, like kind of, I would even just set a time limit, you know, because we don't want to be 
um, like resenting the process. If it takes too long, it takes too much of your weekend, you know, it's summer. So we want to have fun. There's all the social kind of you know, activities going on. So um, make it sustainable for you. Yeah. And two hours isn't really that much. And you'd be surprised how much you can get done. Cause I know when I was testing recipes for my cookbook that I would do sometimes three or four recipes in two hours, but yeah. it sounds like it's a long period of time, but it's really not. You can get a lot done in the kitchen if you kind of focus. I think so too. And, you know, making it fun, making that time in the kitchen, like, you know, like think of it as, self-care it's your you time you know I always have like Netflix going on in the background like sometimes I just have like a podcast going you know like it can be an enjoyable time you know my husband always takes the dog out because the dog doesn't like me cooking for whatever reason I don't know but um <laughs> so like it's just literally my time so I don't know just make it do your best to kind of make it enjoyable maybe you chat with a friend while you're doing it you know it's uh yeah, it's a, it's a process that's really gonna, I think, help you for the rest of your week and, um, you know, help you skip some steps, um, you know, throughout the week and make it easier. So for sure. And do you put everything kind of in like separate containers so that when you're ready to come home and eat, you just pull out that one container? I definitely do. Yeah, I use them. Typically, I use like glass container. I'll, I'll use like Pyrex as a brand that I often get. It's Obviously, they don't sponsor me, but they should. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, I just I like I've honestly I've had these containers for like as long as I've been meal prepping, and it's nice too. Like you know, you could throw a glass container like you know in the oven if you wanted to, if it's oven safe, and you know if you want to heat things up that way. I actually I hardly ever do that, but it's just an option. But yeah, they really do last. They last in the freezer, um, etc. So yeah. And I'm glad you brought up your husband. So do you, do you do this? Does your husband eat the meals that you prep? He does. Yeah. And it's, um, it's funny when I met him, he was not a vegetarian. And um, now I say he's a vegetarian by convenience. Um, <laughs> because yes, I, I, we have vegetarian foods available. So he eats those. And that's why <laughs> he's a vegetarian now. But, uh, um, but yeah, so like, typically, I will like I, I usually probably make like six servings of each of the meals I'm making. It's, I know it seems like a lot, but it's really not. I usually just like double most recipes that I, um, that I find on the internet or, or social media or whatever. And uh, I find like the average recipe normally makes about four servings. So, um, but anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I do meal prep for him as well, but it doesn't really add a ton of time. It just, you know, get some more ingredients essentially. So I mean, that sounds super great that he is willing to eat the foods. Like he wasn't a vegetarian, but he's willing to. What I was gonna mm -hmm. ask is I'm sure you come across this with clients because I get this question a lot of people who wanna be plant-based or they're cooking for their family, but their family won't eat the meals that they want to make. Do you have any tips for them on how they can maybe do this, but kind of incorporate different things for different people in the family? Exactly. Yeah, I, I see that often, you know, if it's like, even just a couple, if one wants to be more plant based, or if like, let's say the kids aren't on board, etc. But um, I think even too, like if um, someone is sort of new to plant based eating, even my tip is, you know, find meals that you enjoy and just try to incorporate a plant based protein in there, you know, take like a chicken parmesan, you know, maybe we try a tofu parmesan, um, a BLT, maybe we throw tempeh in there instead of um, bacon, you know, maybe we do, um, we incorporate some lentils and a pasta sauce instead of brown meat, you know, so it's not super foreign. I think what we can do as well for family meals is <laughs> I'm going to bring up those fajitas again. I mean, it's easy enough to, uh, <laughs> it's easy enough to do like some tofu and some chicken and then every other sort of uh, ingredient the same. So try not to sort of create two separate meals or however many separate meals, trying to 
you know, have them, if you have to do something a little bit different for yours and the next person, um, maybe you do a combination, like, um, going to pasta, maybe we incorporate some lentils and some ground turkey or something like that, or ground chicken in the, um, in the sauce, you know, like, I think, you know, even going more plant-based as well, doesn't have to be exclusively plant-based. So we can just try to incorporate more plant-based proteins in. So yeah, just kind of going off of familiar meals, I think. Um, and then for yeah, family meals, try to incorporate a lot of, um, the same ingredients, but maybe just a slight tweak in the protein there. I can honestly say, I don't think I've ever made tofu fajitas, but now I'm going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I brought it up five times. Yeah. <laughs> They're so easy. And I just, I just use like the fajita kits that I find at the grocery store and, um, yeah, I'll just kind of, you know, press the tofu for a bit and, uh, cube them and then just throw it with the sauce. And then there you go. Cheap pan meal. It's super easy. I like that. I wanted to ask you about convenience foods because I actually saw on your Instagram recently that you were posting about salad kits and you just talked about a fajita mm -hmm. kit. Are there any other ones that you use that you think are so easy for people? Yeah, definitely. Like, so like, yeah, like the prepackaged or pre-made sauces, um, all the time, like a pasta sauce, like, you know, definitely kind of buy that. Um, what other sauce do I get? Um, like hummus. I, I like never make my own hummus. Um, um, so that, I mean, I guess like frozen veggies and fruit, I don't know if you want to call those convenience foods, but, um, they're definitely, you know, easier to use. Um, yeah, salad kits, like you said, or even just like pre-chopped veggies. Sometimes I'll get, um, just like, you know, pre-chopped broccoli. And I find, I don't know why I just, I just hate chopping. Um, I just like, I feel like that's the hardest part of cooking because, you know, it's just so, so repetitive and, you know, and, um, yeah. So, I mean, that kind of thing. Um, what else do I get? And, I mean, sometimes I'll get like a veggie burger and stuff like that. I try not to, you know, have that, you know, a ton. I just really enjoy making my own food for the most part. But I also want to spread the message that it's okay to grab, you know, especially if you're like new to plant-based or even if you're not plant-based too, like if it, if it gets a healthier meal on the table, you know, just, you know, grab that sort of, if it's a prepackaged something, like if it's a prepackaged protein in whatever way, you know, throw in sort of your own veggies and starch, um, it's probably going to be more nutritious choice than let's say ordering a takeout or something like that. And you're going to save money as well. Yeah. I think that people are going to be happy to hear you say use pre-chopped ingredients because I'm deeming you the meal pre-op meal prep queen and you're saying you don't want to you don't want to chop and a lot of people say yeah. the same thing i actually don't mind chopping but so a yeah. lot of people say the same thing like i don't want to chop it takes so long i spend you know i i set aside two hours but i spend 30 40 minutes just chopping it's a waste of time so why not just buy those pre-chopped ingredients totally i mean i totally i don't know why i hate chopping i just hate it um, <laughs> and uh yeah exactly and um and i think too like i've also had like you know, like a cauliflower head or whatever else it is like, go bad on me because it's just not as like, it's not accessible if it's not pre-chopped, you know, like, um, yeah. So I just, I feel like, yeah, I do pay a bit more for, um, pre-chopped stuff, but you know, it's worth it if I'm going to prevent food waste and ultimately I think save some money if I can prevent some food from, from going bad. So. Yeah, no, I agree. And do you think there's any foods that are not good for meal prep? Like I'm thinking like if you made a pizza or something ahead of time and you tried to reheat it three days, it probably wouldn't taste that great. So are there other <laughs> things like that? You know what? Let me think. Um, 
foods that aren't meal prep friendly. I think also like a lot of it is like how you store it too. Like the other day, um, I made some, um, like different sandwiches and I made, um, like a chickpea salad sandwich instead of an egg salad sandwich or whatnot. Um, and I think like, you know, I, I put it together for, you know, the Instagram and the reel that I was filming, but like, I wouldn't store it like that. Like that would probably like, it would leave the bread mushy, but I would, I would separate the ingredients of the sandwich. Like I have the little sort of like snack or bento boxes that I use. So in one corner, I'd put the actual filling and then the veggies and then the bread, something, something like that. So like that would be, you know, more sort of meal prep friendly. But I think a lot of foods can really be meal prep friendly. It just depends on how you store it, how you heat it up. Like pizza, I think is better if we want to kind of reheat it, like reheat it on the frying pan. I find it just like um, keeps that like crispy texture, um, I think easier. But um, yeah, I think a lot, I, a lot are meal preppable, I would say. <laughs> Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, it's funny you say the chickpea salad thing because I've done that before and brought that hiking with us. So it'll sit in my bag for a few hours and then it just does make the bread kind of mushy. So it's definitely about the way you store it, which I I guess for the, uh, the pizza example, you're right. You could totally heat it up in a certain way. And like, for instance, salad, you brought up salads a bunch of times. If you put the dressing on it, of course, things are going to get wilted and mushy and whatever. But if you store things separately that are going to make things more mushy, then you're probably okay. Exactly. I think it's just uh, going about it strategically. I think I think we can make a lot of things work. Jeez, this is making me want to go prep all my meals. No, I, I've actually, I used to be really good about it. Um, and then I had a baby and now I'm not as good about it anymore because even two hours is hard to find, but I've been wanting to do it because I've been very open and honest about it's been hard to lose the postpartum baby weight. And I know that prepping meals is a really good thing for just helping you eat healthy. It's not necessarily going to make everyone lose weight, but it is one mm -hmm. of the benefits sometimes. For sure. Yes. And I can only imagine how much less time you have and just, you know, like for meal prepping now that you have your little one, but yeah, I think so. It just kind of like automates that sort of, you know, healthy, you know, kind of choice. And, um, yeah. And again, like once you, I'm imagining like once you have time to kind of put together a meal, you're probably exhausted. And then, um, I know you don't mind chopping, but like for me, if I was in your situation, I'd be like, screw it. Like, you know, like chopping is not, I don't want to chop this cauliflower out and dirty all these dishes. You know, I might grab something that's a little bit more convenient so I think it just makes that in a more nutritious choice the more convenient choice I think yeah for sure and then you also brought up that you're a runner you're training for a marathon am I right yeah yeah I did my actually like I've done the half marathons before I've always been a runner but I just started to kind of actually do like these distance sort of um things in the last like five years I would say um yeah so I did my first full marathon in May and then I have another one that I signed up for in October October 2nd so um yeah just uh training for that it's, it's more difficult I find to train in the summer versus the winter um and also maybe <laughs> maybe yes. too, it's just not, not even the heat but I think even just like more social plans and stuff so um but anyways yeah I'm gonna go for a run later today but um kind of uh yeah and I've been really even too along my running uh, my marathon kind of training journey just kind of altering some of my meal prep to kind of you know work better for that and feeling myself increasing those carbohydrates and even just like increasing the amount of food um because I definitely need more food if I'm running these uh, longer distances so absolutely the last marathon I ran was in 2019 and it was it was a Chicago marathon so it was in October um and <laughs> training in the summer is brutal it's so brutal i but i i give you credit because and yeah it's true also like 
you can at least get up early because the sun's up early, but there's people doing things and then you're mm -hmm. training and then to take more time to meal prep, it kind of takes a lot of time out of your day, but it helps so much in terms of when you get back from a run and you're exhausted and the last thing you want to do is cook. Oh, totally. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it's possible. I'm just having to rejig my schedule to now fit in all these social things that haven't really happened as much over the last, you know, two years or so. So, but, uh, the work in progress. <laughs> yeah. And if you have a job and then you see clients and you're doing all the social stuff and you're mm -hmm. doing social media and you're running a marathon and you're meal prepping, that is like the I perfect know. example of how you can fit it all in. Exactly. Well, I don't have any babies, just a fur baby. So I mean, I give you credit, your year schedule is probably more pressed than mine. But uh, anyways, yes, it's uh, we're all trying to do our best here. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. These are these are incredible tips. And I am going to use them. And I hope other people use them. And if they could, they want to learn more from you, where can they find you? Yeah, so probably the best best place is my Instagram. So it's Nicole Osinga RD, registered dietitian on Instagram. Um, TikTok, it's Nicole Osinga dietitian, but I'm sure just search my name. There's not many Nicole Osinga there, there. And, uh, you know, and um, unfortunately, like just being in Ontario, I can't necessarily work one-on-one -on -one with people who are outside of the province in which I'm registered for, like I don't have my license uh, through, but definitely I have, uh, I have a meal prep ebook that's on my website. That's um, available for download. I think it's like $15 US. So it's, there's eight weeks of meal plans there which um people find pretty good value i tell them all myself all the recipes but uh yeah i'm always posting content on social so definitely keep up with me there okay thank you so much how are you thanks so much for having me thanks for listening i'm your host natalie rizzo and if you want to learn more from me follow me on social media at greenleets or visit my website at greenleets.com